0: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? And joining me as always, Michael Corbin. Emmanuel, you sound very chipper today. Uh, Had a good weekend, did you? (laughs) Honestly, my heart rate has only just settled down and it's about 72 hours since kickoff.
1: (laughs) You're telling me. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't yelled at a TV that much in a long time, Emmanuel. Um, my housemate got the uh, the full experience of me yelling at the TV. He told me to take it easy. I told him to piss off in a not-so-nice way. Uh, it was a incredible Saturday of football, absolutely incredible Saturday of football. How good is it to have eight solid teams play against each other in finals football? We had four good games of football.
0: It was interesting that the, the one that everyone thought was going to be the upset and the one where – the potential was that four could upset one, ended up being the game that, that was probably the biggest blowout of the weekend. Yep. Um, it goes to show the professionalism of the store, storm and um, the hype around Manly, which we'll get into later. Now, yes, the person who could have predicted this uh, was actually a special guest in a, an interview Michael and I did late last week. Of course, he is the world-renowned uh, best tipper in our tipping comp. Um, He pipped Michael and I, two self-professed experts. Um, He is very knowledgeable. He's very wise. His name is Nick Saturis, and he was our special guest on the program, and we recorded this interview late last week.
1: Yeah, so any predictions that did happen, uh, happened before this week's game. Uh, So enjoy, uh, and thank you, Nick, for joining. All right, so Emmanuel, we have a very special guest today. We have the winner of our tipping comp, our first tipping comp, Nick Saturis. Nick, congratulations on the huge win. Great victory. Five uh, five total games ahead of second place.
2: Uh, How do you feel? Boys, it was very stressful, but equally I'm very fortunate and appreciative that you included me in uh, your competition. An old bloke like me, I think I was probably twice the age of most of the... uh, participants so thank you very much uh, I thought you might get me I thought A-Pink was going to get me he took over um, and, and got ahead a little bit but you know he bowed out just like his team will in the next few weeks.
1: <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's what I hope that's exactly what uh, I hope. <laughs>
0: so Nick take us through the season because obviously you had the advantage of, of guaranteed success tipping against your Dragons uh, so how did that feel? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, I found that this year was easy because the top teams always beat the, uh, the bottom sides, and I guess there weren't that many upsets. The only one I can remember back to, and I think you all will, is when the Dragons beat the Eels early in the season, one of the few upsets.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I was, it was one of the first times that a bottom 16, beat a top 16, or one of the only times of the season. Uh, do you remember how many times you tipped around, Nick? Because I, I know you started. Um, you started the I season with a perfect round.
2: Yeah, and I think that kicked it off. Yeah. I think maybe four or five.
1: Jeez, but who's
2: counting? <laughs> <laughs> Modest, I like it. <laughs> if you really hey, so, want to know? Um, I was actually asking my son for his tips. And then, and then pick the other. And then
0: going the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, tell us, um, obviously, uh, you're a passionate Dragons fan, uh, Closet Roosters fan. You hate Souths um, yeah. and you think they're going to bow out. What's your take on, on the finals? Who Who's going to make the grand final? Who's going to take it home? Um, how do you see this playing out?
2: There are only three teams. Um, yeah. Up until recently, I would have thought it was definitely the storm against the Panthers, but who knows? Manly could be the dark horse. Tommy's playing out of his skin. Who knows?
1: Yeah, so, Manly, I, I think you're right. I think it is a bit of a three-horse race at the moment, considering that, you know, Souths are missing Latrell and the Roosters have yeah. everyone else out and Eels just haven't seen the goods lately. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. If you're going to pick one team, if you're going to pick one team, Nick, who's it going to be? We need an expert opinion because clearly right. we aren't experts anymore.
2: The expert opinion is Manly because of their wingers, X and George players.
0: All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, Nick, just on your dragons, what, what went wrong? Uh, uh, one thing to change for next year, and um, one thing you'd like to see.
2: Uh, Corey Norman gone that's the first thing yeah Uh, better forwards which I think they're on track to um, have Um, and then uh, to buy into the system I think um, give Hook a chance Um, everyone criticises him but you know what Um, he has some history and he's done well um, with previous teams give him a go
1: What about more team barbecues? Would you like to see that happen?
2: No barbecuing.
1: So you want them to barbecue barbecue alone. We get it.
2: No more. Didn't win a game since. Terrible. But, boys, I've enjoyed listening to your podcast. It's been fun, and uh, especially when you gave me your tips and then I knew not to choose
0: yeah wow i told you corbin i told you it's revealing your card hey i
1: i i wasn't as bad as you i came second but i we we put the pressure on ourselves and we we threw the gauntlet out there and someone someone got over the top of us it's fine
2: Why did you choose the dogs to beat tigers? I mean, ultimately it happened, but no one else would have got.
1: I I just thought that their their performance against Manly the week before was a strong performance. I thought Manly were obviously weren't at their best, but they they played with heart, and I hadn't seen that at the Tigers the last three weeks. And mm-hmm. the Bulldogs that they did this last year, they won the last game of the competition heading into a season, and we all thought. That they would be a better team for it coming into this year. I just thought the same thing might happen again, uh, yeah. and I just didn't trust the Tigers. So, and I also I knew that I had to. I, I couldn't drop past fourth at some point in the round. So I was like, let's take a flyer on the dogs, and it worked.
2: Well, I reckon if there were one or two more rounds, you would have got me.
1: Uh, well, maybe, maybe. We'll see. That uh, there was you. there was that one round where I thought it was close, and then you tipped. Uh, I think it was Sharks, it was the Tigers who lost. It was Sharks versus Tigers. I took the Shark, oh. I took the Tigers, you took the Sharks. Sharks put fifty on the Tigers, and that was when I was like, all oh, right, it's over. Nick's got this, it's in the bag. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, well, thank you. It was fun. Stressful, but fun. Are
1: you joining up if, if we if we go again next year, are you coming back in?
2: Absolutely.
1: All right, we need a Randy chair. Love
2: to yeah. hear it. All right.
0: <laughs>
2: awesome. Awesome. Well,
0: Uncle Nick, thank you uh, for your time. I appreciate how busy you are and um, have a great off-season yeah. and um, <laughs> keep in touch and, and um, looking forward to seeing you soon. Yeah,
2: and may the best team win in a few weeks' time. Yeah,
0: thanks. thanks for your continued support, Nick. We really
2: appreciate thank it. you. I enjoyed it. Good luck. And, and if,
0: and if you work. could teach your son about rugby league over the off-season, you know, that, that's probably something to work on. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, you, yeah, you can hold this
1: over his head for a while, Nick. He's been wanting to come on the podcast since its That's inception it. and uh, he threw out that Kalen Ponga is the Michael Jordan of the NRL and since there's never, <laughs> there's permanent ban, never, never coming yeah. on again.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: Thank you very much, boys. Good luck. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Nick. Cheers.
1: Okay, now we're back. Thank you, Nick, very much for your words. uh, And let's hope that he can uh, come back next year and win again. Emmanuel, we have to jump into our top four this week. And we said we'd be doing something special. And given the incredible games on the weekend, we figured that we would do our top four games uh, of the NRL that happened in the finals, but not the grand final. Now I've got a few yeah. I've got a few on my list. I have a clear number 1, but why don't you give me your we're going to count down this time to number 1. Why don't you give me your fourth?
0: Okay, well, in the spirit of Wayne Bennett and everything that he achieved over the weekend, I wanted to go back and think of memorable week 1 finals moments that Wayne Bennett has been involved with. And one that sticks out to me is 2015. It was the qualifying, um, the qualifying finals. Uh, it was two versus three, and the Broncos hosted the Cowboys uh, in a match where they would meet again in four weeks time, in three weeks later in the grand final. So this game uh, was at the time being talked about as one of the greatest uh, matches of rugby league played. So basically it was an incredible defensive effort from the Broncos that got them over the line. It was 8-2 at halftime, a final score of 16-12. But to put it into perspective, um, at that time, and just I was thinking about this game today and I went back, had a look at some of the stats. So to describe how things were in this game, the Broncos had 38% of possession, completed at an 87% completion rate, and at one point, the Cowboys had 10 consecutive atta- um, sets on the Broncos line, and the Broncos managed to hold them out. It was known for its skill. Um, there was a lot of passing and combinations between McCulloch, Hunt, and Milford, uh, and Darius at the back. And I just remember it vividly as one of those really classy, exciting games between two brilliant teams. Uh, and I think that set in motion the, uh, the chain of events for a couple, a few weeks later... Brisbane got the early lead in that 2015 Grand Final and then the Cowboys just kept chipping away and chipping away until they finally found an answer. So um, that was actually ranked fourth on my list of the best finals in the NRL era outside of Grand Final.
1: Okay, I like that game. Great game. was up for consideration for me. I'm trying not to have too many Roosters games on here. There are some really classic Roosters games. Uh, one, my, my fourth game... My top, my fourth highest game was actually a very odd game. 2013, first week of the finals, Roosters versus Manly. The game finished at four 0 Emmanuel, four nil. Yeah. These two teams ended up playing each other in the grand final three weeks later. Very similar to 2015, um, but it was. Ju- I just remember watching that game, and it was one of the uh, toughest grittiest defensive games I've ever watched and you think 4-0 scoreline how boring could this be it was one of the most entertaining games I've ever watched it was fantastic both teams gutted it out for 80 minutes it was an incredible game and yeah it just sits uh sits in my memory a lot
0: yeah and we've spoken about that game before because we call it um one for the purest, really. It's all purely built on defence. And I guess the concept of a low-scoring game like that is you kind of think of it like a game of soccer, where it's kind of uh, the teams keep throwing the plays at the opposition, but they just can't crack the line. And that yeah. was what happened that night. Yeah. Manly weren't without their chances. A lot of desperation played from the Roosters. Uh, that was a really exciting game despite spy the scoreline. And then those two teams met three weeks later in what was probably one of the more memorable grand finals from a football perspective.
1: Yes. Exactly. All right. What's your second, uh, what's your third uh, game, Emmanuel?
0: Okay. So my third game, Michael, is actually, um, so a lot of my games also involve the Roosters, but yep. preferably where they lose. I really enjoyed this one in 2014, week one of the finals. Um, I actually think we might have been at this game together. And if I recall, we might have been at this game together. So it was um, the Roosters and the Panthers so it was first no, I, versus. I was, I was
1: not at this game.
0: Uh, mm. What a shame. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, it, maybe I was. Could have been I can't the remember. Difference. Can't remember.
0: 20,
1: no, I was uh, at this you, game. I was at this might, game. Anyway, I was at so, this game.
0: So, this game, the Roosters were hot favorites to win. Panthers had come 12th the year before. Uh, and the expectation was that the Roosters, who, who'd won the minor premiership, uh, would would account for the Panthers and make their way to the. Um, grand final qualifier but Penrith actually uh, won this game 1918 it was the boot of Jamie Soward that did it it was an incredible desperation performance I remember Penrith scoring a freaky try late in the game late in the game Jamie Soward had to kick from the sideline and then followed it up with a, with a field goal and it was just one of the most extraordinary performances um, I thought because it was a Panthers team you've got to think at this time this was a, a much younger Panthers team, very different to the one they've got now, uh, and and they just weren't expected to to peak that early yet. We, we were three years into the five year plan, um, and it was just one of the great a great atmosphere at stadium too. So um, this game, I I really enjoyed it. It was it just that that finals here, Michael, actually really interesting because there were nine games in the finals, and three of them were decided by points.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great.
0: It was a great um, so final just, series, yeah. It was, a, it was a great final series because the Roosters then ended up winning by a point the following week against the Cowboys. Uh, which, is also, starts, but... which is
1: also a great game that I didn't want to include because I'd have too many Roosters games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so for me, that was that was number three on my list. Just got it ingrained in my head, that one.
1: Uh, number three for me, Emmanuel, bit different. I haven't gone like a classic game, but a game that just meant a lot for a club. Number three for me was when the Warriors beat the Melbourne Storm to make the – it was first versus eight 2011, I believe. Warriors ended up making the grand final that year, but they had to go through Melbourne week one of the finals, and they managed to do it. And it was – I just remember Melbourne had that year from hell where they had the salary cap scandal. They were coming back into the the fray. They finished at the top of the table, and – they lost week one against the Warriors, and it was oh no. Has the has are they finally done? Have is Melbourne, you know, have we finally subbed Melbourne? They had this great season, but they couldn't put it together. And you know, I've, it's just the Warriors are still yet to win a premiership, but making a grand final for them is such a huge deal. They've made two in their uh, in their brief history, uh, and this was one of the reasons for it. This game twenty to twelve, I believe yeah. they won.
0: Yeah. And this was the last year of the McIntyre system. And yes. I think part of, everyone realised its redundancy when eighth beat first. Uh, and so first, it just sort of defeated the purpose a bit. And then after that, I think it was decided that the, the current structure, which was used by the league in the, in the 90s as well, yep. um, before McIntyre came in, was um, the better approach. Yep. Uh, I re- that was a good game, Mike. Good choice uh, at the old Olympic Park, the graveyard yep. in Melbourne. Yep. Um, okay, so number two on my list is it, it's it's more emotional, it's more sentimental. It's also from 2014. It's it's the preliminary final where south yeah. beat the Roosters. I knew this was um, coming. It had to be there. It's the only time I've seen my team win a preliminary final. It was very emotional. Um, we'd been there the, the two years before and a lot of it came out of that Penrith Roosters game where I remember standing there and realising that if Souths were to proceed to the grand final this year, they would likely have to beat the Roosters to do it. Um, and South started that game down 12-0 after about eight minutes. So it was a nightmare. Um, ended up at 32-12. Roosters scored two late tries. But very emotional, um, high-stakes game. Um, so it was a similar situation to this year where Souths had played the Roosters like a few weeks earlier. Uh, and the Roosters got the better of us, but it was close uh, and it probably gave us a bit of confidence. So, for me, that one, uh, Greg Inglis scored a hat-trick, I'm pretty sure, in that game too. So, um, pretty epic game. And, um, of course, Isaac Luke's tackle on Sonny Bill will be immortalised or mortalized because he missed the grand final. But, for me, that's a sentimental one. It was It was finally the win over the Roosters that that we needed
1: yeah i remember that game i was at a friend's 21st It was actually like an intimate 21st probably only about 20 25 people and i was sitting there in the corner watching the game on my phone and then when it ended everyone who wasn't a roosters fan came and gave me a lot of shit and i didn't enjoy it so i understand why it's on yours because i'm sure you had the opposite feeling and yeah uh (laughs) I I remember that game very vividly and was not happy with the result, but I can understand why it's in your top four. Now, my second game, my uh, top two game, uh, very similar to the uh, situation regarding uh, the Warriors beating the Storm. It's actually 2005, going back to 2005, Emmanuel. Dragons losing the favorites, the St. George Illawarra Dragons losing to the Tigers 20-12, to 12. Yes. yes, and the Tigers <laughs> made the grand final and ended up going on and winning it. Uh, this is a little bit sentimental to me because the Dragons were the favourites. Everyone was saying they're the hot team. No one could beat them, and they lost, and I love when the Dragons lose. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, this this game sticks out to me. I was, I was at a, a friend's house party. We were all watching this. I was 14, 13 years old or 14 years old or something like that. And just remember, giving it to all my Dragons mates. It was a great game and, you know, it was Ben Judy's prime.
0: Yeah, so for the listener that asked last week if um, a Dragons kid stole Michael's lunch money, uh, (laughs) we can now trace it back to at least 2005 if that uh, helps in any sort of way. Um, But I agree, that is an incredible game. Um, the highlights from that are absolutely awesome. I don't know how the Tigers managed to find space. The game was played so differently and the atmosphere. My favourite place, one of my favourite places, the old Allianz Stadium, the Sydney Football Stadium, when it had about 20, 30,000 people there, it was such a great place to watch football. And the stands are just absolutely full with diehard um, St. George, uh, diehard Illawarra, diehard Magpies and diehard... um, Balmain Tigers fans who have, you know, gone through the motions with their two clubs and um, the Tigers ended up getting a joint venture premiership before the Dragons did. So um, absolutely epic game. Great choice, Mike. Now, I have a feeling that the Tigers might also be in your number one. They are? Are they
1: in your number one? They are. Okay. So I'm going to set the scene for this game. And I think it, other than like, Grand finals, this might be one of the greatest games of rugby league ever. 2010, six versus three, Roosters versus Tigers at the aforementioned Sydney Football Stadium, Allianz Stadium. I was 18, Emmanuel. This game happened the week that I finished school, the week that you would have finished school as well, I believe. We were doing our HSC in about a month's time. About four of my mates had a combined 18th birthday that night. And me, and it was it was dressed to impress. So we all wore suits. We went to the members stand at the SFS. We sat there and we watched the Roosters versus the Tigers. And let me tell you, with like about seventy five minutes left, we're like, all right, we're, we're, the Roosters are done. Let's get up. Let's let, let's beat the traffic because we want to make this eighteenth birthday party. And we we stood Wait, did there
0: seventy five minutes left.
1: Yes, no 75, uh, 75 <laughs> minutes on the clock. Uh, sorry. Uh, five, minutes oh. five minutes left, yeah, uh, okay, in the 75th okay. yeah. minute. Yeah. We are like, let's beat the traffic, let's get out of here, the Roosters have lost. And then they pushed in the scrum. And we were standing in the tunnel getting ready to leave the game. And we ran back to our seats, Emmanuel. We ran back to our yeah. seats, and we watched Bray Furnas to kick the field goal and we didn't leave until Sean Kenny Dow ran away off the inner set pass and scored while Lottie Takiri chased him down. And my God, what a game. Emmanuel, what a game.
0: Yeah, just incredible. Absolutely extraordinary. And you don't realise how old Sean Kenny Dow is Yeah, uh, until you see him this week um, in the Super League presenting the, um, the signed ball um, in Jab- that game over there.
1: Jarrah rui is also copying the big hit from Simon Dwyer that now would be outlawed. Yes. Causing him to knock it on. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, that that amazing. It, it, the the probably the best football memory I have, other than seeing my team win four grand finals.
0: All right, what a flex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, so that's our top four. Um, tough one, Mike. That was actually a really tough one to do. Yeah, had I didn't to do like... had
1: to do a bit of research, had to do a bit of research, had to rack the brain, try to figure out where these games, you know, what games I remember and. Uh, what what they meant to the the you know the story of rugby league, but yeah, great some great games there.
0: Yeah, now Mike, before we get into this week, I wanted to ask you what will you what will you remember from the weekend? What 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 if you were to talk about where we to say twenty twenty one final series week one in like two or three years? What would be like two or three things that come to mind for you? Uh, uh, So South's defence would
1: come to mind because I think it was one of the better defensive performances I've seen from them since 2014, something that I didn't think they had in them. I was very impressed by the Titans, and and I could see this game as a bit of a jumping point for them. Hopefully they take this game knowing that they were so close and just building it. We, you know, There was a lot of high hopes for the Titans this year. Uh, they didn't quite live up to it, but they... They made the finals, and they put in an excellent game against the Roosters. Um, it's like, my heart hurt after Saturday's game. It's just, I, the, it, it, I, I wasn't ready for that much stress for week one of the finals. And I, I, I think it was, you know, there was a little controversy here and there. Uh, the Roosters put up a, I'm going to call it a fence, not a wall, to block a, a field goal from Sam Walker, who came on to ice the game um it's just yeah i think it was a really good week of football that you know i haven't got much to look forward to this uh, like at this point in time because we're on lockdown game this weekend of football may stick out and may, like maybe something that i remember and that we all remember just because of how good it was and the fact that like a lot of people are watching because there's not much else to do
0: yeah i love it it's also um two very mouth-watering contests it's uh Two sets of silver tails and the um, Battle of the West. Now, before we get into Team West, Mike uh, Sam Burrell has been suspended for the two games. That's confirmed. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So Jared so, Jared um,
1: Weira was not able to uh, leak uh, to get him off. Unfortunate.
0: Apparently not. Apparently not. Well, uh, you know, well. Um, this was all this was all probably, of course, sown by Trent Robinson's reaction a couple of weeks ago. The Luttrell's incident, which probably magnified this in the spotlight, but yeah, well, let's not go there. So um, going through the team. So Manly, of course, with the team that um, conceded the most points last week, the Roosters would probably be slightly uh, exhausted from sudden death. Uh, importantly for the um, Manly, that they've had a seven day turnaround, which is statistically according to um, Phil Gould and others is when Tommy Turbo is at his best. So, Let's see if that comes to fruition. So, Lachlan Croker returns at Hooker um, after back problems, um, ruled him out of the Storm game. Uh, and for the Roosters, Talke has been sidelined by a leg injury, suffered in the nail-biting win over the Titans. Um, his spot's been taken by Nat Butcher, who returns after missing three games due to a knee. Um, and as we said, Veryl's is out. So, Paul um, uh, so, No, I would suggest... I, what I think might happen...
1: Is that we reshuffle the spine? Lachlan Lamb will go to nine. Sam Walker will go to seven, and Marshy will come onto the bench. That's what I think will happen. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you reckon? How do you rate the Roosters in this, Mike? What did you like last week? What are your concerns? Uh, my uh, my, my you concerns. with bounce back.
1: My concerns were the errors. I think we had a lot yeah. of errors. We had a lot of stupid errors. Uh, Re Matt Ikavalu. Uh, let's not have that happen again. Uh, I think that's, you know, uh, I, uh, Tedesco had a really good game. I thought Tedesco was fantastic. Uh, Victor Radley was awesome. He just did everything right. His defense was spot on. He was a great support player, great uh, first receiver, setting everything up, set up the try for, uh, for Tedesco. So I thought those two together were fantastic. Um, I thought Drew Hutchinson's kicking game was a bit off. Um so that needs to improve. But, you know, it's, I, th- I think, we, look, we have a chance. And maybe maybe Melbourne, you know, can we replicate what Melbourne did to shut out Tom Trevojevic? Because uh, look, and I'm going to get into it now. There's been a lot of talk about Tom Trevojevic being the best player in the game. Can we not anoint the best player in the game to a player that has never, he hasn't won anything yet. And in the big game, what it matters, disappeared for his club. Did absolutely – he was he was shut down by Melbourne on the weekend. Absolutely shut down. Wasn't able to do anything. Manly's two tries were uh, a, a bad mistake by Lumi Lumi, who was chasing down a ball that was kicked by Cherry Evans, and it just bounced off his shoulder and went into the in goal and someone put it down. And the other one was a kick from Saab. Um, a, a, a kick take by Saab against Lumi Lumi again is going to be back for Melbourne in next, week's time, uh, next week. So, you know, Lumi Lumi probably won't have a spot in the squad. I just, I'm not sure that Manly is as good as everyone says. They haven't beat the only top six team that they've beaten. The only team that they've beaten out of the teams remaining in the finals is Parramatta. They still have not beat one of the top teams. And look, you can say the same about the Roosters who haven't beaten Melbourne, Par- uh, Penrith or Storm as well. But Manly are full strength. The Roosters aren't. I just I don't know how good this team is yet. I haven't seen them do it on the big stage. I haven't seen them beat a big team. So it's it's a really interesting game. I, um, I'm going with the Roosters purely because it's a homer pick and I can't tip against my team in the finals.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I, I think Manly are going to win. Um, I just think that the Hasler effect and the, the the backs against the wall mentality. Um, He's gone quiet on media this week. He will go back and play the tapes. I have no doubt he has, there was all this talk last week about Wayne and Ivan, which I absolutely loved um, putting, which all unfolded between our podcasts, but all this talk about um, them, you know, making calls to the NRL. I have no doubt that Des Hasler is into the NRL this week about the Roosters blockers, uh, about anything he can find, about their use of the interchange, um, Anything possible, it will come up. And I, I just think Manly, um, I don't know. I, for me, I, like, I, it, I shouldn't keep writing them off. I, I just think that Manly are the stronger team. And, of course, you know, they haven't beaten a Roosters or Souths or anything. They haven't played the Roosters since round one. They, no. didn't, have the um, they didn't have the opportunity to play them again. They haven't had the opportunity to play them again. They beat Parramatta um, rather convincingly. They gave it to Penrith. They came close with Melbourne um, during the season. Um, but I just think that some of those players, like your Ola Kuwattus and your Schuster's and your Saab, um, no, Saab was all right, but um, particularly Ola Kuwattu and Shuster and stuff, I just think that they were a bit caught out. Uh, the return of Croker will probably help them, and I think Manly's going to win.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, look, they, they look like uh, some of the rookie players, a bit of a deer in the headlights. Uh, Croker is a, bit of a, a good addition for them. Uh, he's been good at hooker all year, even though I did have some doubts about him. In that role, at the start of a season, yeah, it's look, these these two coaches are great coaches. They're going to go at it. They're going to be. It's going to be a real. I think it'll be a close game. I hope it's a close game. Um, but yeah, I just think that the Roosters have a lot of experience still. The, you know, we've got a lot of players out, but there's still a lot of experience in that team. A lot of big game experience. Victor Radley seven and zero in finals football. Things like that. You know, James Sudesco in my mind, is still the best player in the game. You know, he when 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 he's needed, he will do everything possible for his team, and has carried this Roosters team the last ten weeks. So yeah, it's going to be a really tough challenge. The battle, it's the battle of the fullbacks. Um, so yeah, tipping the Roosters.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now the next game, next game battle of the West Panthers and Parramatta. So for Penrith, Moses Leota and Dylan Edwards were both out last week. They've been named to return. Criden um, moves back to the wing. Charlie Staines is out of the side, and Eisenhuth makes way in the forwards. Sorensen returns after dislocating his wrist, and round 25, so Lanier drops to the reserves. For Parramatta, Madison is back on deck, um, which is good because he's got a lot of finals experience. Makatoa drops to the reserves to make way for him. Gutho and Fergo were hampered by leg injuries against the Knights, but both have been named and should be right to face the Panthers. Now, uh, I think Penrith, I don't know. I, I, I just think that it was probably a loss they needed to have. I still think that, you know, there was all this talk about how they overpowered South a few weeks ago, and I, I spoke about the penalty count and stuff like that. I thought they were clunky in their end-of-season games. Um, I don't think they've been the same since Origin. Uh, and last week... Uh, the rest that, that Souths and Melbourne had in round 25 really showed in their qualifying finals. And Parramatta went into that game last week and they looked fresh. Uh, and you wonder, like, if having that freshness, the last game they played, they smashed Melbourne. Then all those players were rested. Then they've come into this win against the Knights. Whereas Penrith, they're, they're tired. They've just lost a big game. Um, you know, how does it how does it play out here, Mike?
1: I think that Penrith will get this done fairly easily. I think that the fact that there was this rookie fullback for Souths actually hampered Penrith a lot. It was a lot of how can we disrupt this kid instead of playing to their game plan. Um, I, you know, a lot of Nathan, Nathan, a lot of Nathan's job on the weekend was put the ball up high and try to disrupt this kid at the back. And he dropped one, and then he didn't drop another one. And actually had a great game from then on. And I just – I mentioned South's defense before. South's defense was incredible. Uh, But I I don't think Penrith were that sharp in attack. And I think they were missing – last time you guys played each other – Dylan Edwards got injured and Stephen Crichton went to fullback and it gave them a bit of a spark. I think they actually really missed Dylan Edwards this week because there was a lot of those half opportunities where a person who's played a lot of fullback pops up. And Dylan Edwards is a great support player, specifically the Isaiah break where he made a break through the middle and there was just no one there following uh Luai made a couple breaks here and there half breaks Kikau made a couple breaks half uh, here and there and there wasn't the support that you needed which you're going to get from a, a veteran fullback like Dylan Edwards so I think that really hurt them um yeah I just I'm tipping Penner. I I I was not convinced by what Parramatta did against the Knights Mitchell Moses had a great game but the Knights have the he Knights did. the Knights haven't been Great. So like how good was the competition? I don't know. Were these two were they two even teams going at each other? I, I'm just not sure. Look. Um Gutho Mike, I, you
0: can say you could say the same thing about the Gold Coast, like the Roosters.
1: I, I I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. I just yeah, I just think that Peneth are the better team, they've been the better team all year, and we can't take we can't just say that one loss. Is the end of their season? They're going to capitulate because yeah, they've bounced back from losses. I can't remember the last time they lost two in a row when they had a full strength side. So you know, they've yeah. the last two years they're the most winningest club in the in the league. They're not gonna they're not gonna lose. I don't think they're going to lose two in a row. And I don't think Parramatta is going to be the team that is able to beat them. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, winner we that one goes on to play Melbourne, so that doesn't get much easier. No. Um, okay.
1: Now, one wow, more thing. so weird. One
0: more thing. Yeah.
1: Um, the last try by uh, by Parramatta, it was a penalty try. Yeah. I was all right with it being called a penalty try, but uh, based, on, based on what happened, right, what I was not all right yeah. with is Click and dropping the ball, then kicking it, and it counting as a kick. I know there's a thing called a drop no. kick, but you use it – you use it to score a field goal or a dropout. You do not use it in the field of play to put in a grubber. And I know th- I this, it popped up a few years ago and Billy Slater did it to score a try and it was allowed. And I think it's a joke in the NRL need to fix it because he dropped the ball
0: and then he kicked it. No, I disagree with you on this, Mike. Why do we need to sit there for longer and let the bunker decide if the player had intent or not to kick the ball. It rarely happens. We don't need to make a rule out of it because it just becomes a thing that's deliberated and manipulated and evaluated. You know, it, it just doesn't need – it doesn't need, it, it's happened twice in three years or whatever, and I've seen everyone say, need to change the rules, need to do this, need to do that. It's the most obscure rule. It comes up every now and then. I remember one of these happened a few years ago in a final series where if the ball hits the referee – you get a scrum to the attacking team, regardless yeah, cha-
1: of the situation. They, they changed that rule. <laughs> Did they? To what, yeah, defending? Was, yeah, it was. How,
0: when was the last time you, how long? It happened,
1: it happened in the grand final, and that's why it got changed. <laughs> You're talking about the
0: Roosters-Raiders grand that's final. What mean, It got changed. No, I was talking about another one, but like. I, I just don't I don't think you just need to be changing rules for the sake of changing them. We already have enough of that. This has been one a one off. It's happened once. It looked like he had intent to kick it. I agree. It's, I, it's, I agree.
1: He had intent to kick it. There's no doubt that he had intent to kick it. But if you throw a pole forward pass, you don't intend to throw it forward. It's a penalty. It's an error though?
0: But like so, what are you saying? Because he dropped it, he gets tackled, and then he gets his foot to it. It should be classified as knock-on, like it's a yes. split-second action. Yes. yes. And it'd take three minutes for the bother to interest and decide a knock whatever on. happens. I
1: think it should be a knock-on. That's my opinion.
0: <laughs> Let's see your opinion next week when Sam Walker does this on the weekend. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I I thought it when Billy did it, and I thought it when Gar- when Gartho did it. Yeah. And look, it probably won't pop up because, again, it's happened once every three years, so <laughs> most likely won't happen on the weekend.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, now, before we wrap it up, I'm I'm just flagging that I'm not even contemplating, not even contemplating the prospect that Souths could play the Roosters the weekend after next because I just don't think I'm <laughs> I'm mentally, psychologically. <laughs> Physically, emotionally ready to, to grapple that because I just, that, wait, it's, fine. The it's shit fine. that would come out of that.
1: It's fine. We're not going to redo the podcast. I'm just going to upload the podcast from a couple of weeks ago, and we'll, we'll just flesh it out from there. <laughs> might have to edit the score line, but that's all about right. it. <laughs> yeah,
0: all right.
2: <laughs> um.
1: Yes, if South and Roosters do play, manage to play each other next week and Roosters do get the victory over Manly, it's going to be a fun week next week, Emmanuel. We're going to have some fun. Our friendship will be tested again. Um, yeah. A lot to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, That's it, me. We're done. Uh, All right. Thanks. Thanks, Emmanuel. Uh, Thanks to our special guest, Nick Saturis. Uh, And as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Um, And one last thing, Emmanuel, how good is rugby league?
0: How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys.